Fun Ideas Productions presents the Fun Ideas Podcast. Hi, this is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 124. This episode is sponsored by the fine folks at Lee's Comics. From high atop the stately Lee's Comics mansion, we bring you the Lee's Comics Radio Hour with tonight's special guests, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, Cerebus the Aardvark, and yours truly, Wally Fields. Friends, have you tried Lee's Comics? Lee's Comics is better than the leading comic book store. Wait a minute. Lee's Comics is the leading comic book store, based on arbitrary standards set by Lee Hester himself. Lee's Comics eBay store is still going strong with over 10,000 vintage comics, the majority of which are now on sale. For half off, choose from Lee's huge stock of golden, silver, bronze, and modern age comics, and specializing in Silver Age Marvel titles. You can count on friendly service, accurate grading, and quick, secure shipping backed by a money-back guarantee. To check out Lee's eBay store, go to eBay. Click Advanced Search to the left of the search bar. Scroll down to Sellers and enter Lee's Comics, Inc., period. That's L-E-E-S-C-O-M-I-C-S-I-N-C, period. Don't forget the period. Lee's Comics is shipping daily with no delays. New items daily. Mention the Fun Ideas podcast and get a free bonus gift. Long title, Looking for the Good Times, Examining the Monkey Song One by One by Michael A. Ventrella and Mark Arnold. A book that examines each song, gives lots of details about each song, and our own personal opinions. You can find this book on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, and anywhere where good books are being sold. Our webpage is wordpress.monkeys.com, where you can see many of the songs and give your own opinions of them. And we will be discussing this more on Zilch. Hey, Michael, it says here we've written another book about the monkeys. Wasn't the first one enough? Not at all, Mark. Our original book, Looking for the Good Times, Examining the Monkey Songs One by One, was very successful, but only covered half the story. Which half? The group half. Our new book, Headquartered, A Timeline of the Monkey's Solo Years, covers the solo half. Who knew the monkeys record so many solo albums? Not only that, but this book covers all of their solo projects, including stage shows, horse racing, running record labels, directing and starring in TV shows and movies, voice acting, and jail. Jail? Did the monkeys go to jail? Ah, you have to read the book to find out. You've sold me. Have you sold them? Who, who, who's them? Those people out there listening to this. Well, listen to this. This book has discographies, photos, and other information about the prefab for Mickey, Davy, Peter, and Mike, the solo monkeys, plus another nifty cover by Scott Shaw. Wow, he did our last cover. And this one's equally good. Where can you get this masterpiece? Announcer. Announcer? That's me. <clears throat> get Headquartered, a timeline of the monkey solo years, written by Michael A. Ventrella and Mark Arnold. Those two guys. It's available in hardback, paperback, or ebook from BearManorMedia.com or from Amazon. Get your copies today. Cool. I'm going to get one today. I just turned in my book about Pac-Man, and I have no news about the Warren Kramer book, or the TTV scrapbook, or the Disney book. I'm still working on my Mad book, the Kool-Aid Man article, as well as articles about the Richie Rich comic strip and Charlton Comics. On today's show, we feature past podcast guests Michael A. Ventrella, Fred Velez, and Charles F. Rosnay as they discuss the upcoming Fab Four Fest on July 10, 2021. And here they are. 
Hi, this is Mark Arnold with the Fun Ideas Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the Fab Four Music Festival. And I have two people that are going to be attending and exhibiting at that festival. Michael Ventrella to my left and below me, Fred Velez. And soon later in the show, we'll have Charles Rosney, who is putting on the show uh, to, to give you more details about when to attend, what to do, things to see, bands to hear, and other things like that. So welcome to the show, guys. Hey, hi, Thanks. guys. Thanks for inviting us. Okay. Hi, Mark. So uh, anyway, the only thing I know about it is it's on July 11th, and it's called the Fab Four Music Festival. So. Nope, it's on the 10th. It's on the 10th. Oops. The 11th is a Sunday. The 11th is the is the rain date. Hopefully, we're not going to have a rain oh, date because it's outside. Yeah. It's, All right. See, Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's like on a. Take two. From what I can tell, I, <laughs> when I looked on the Google Maps, it's a big park, and so they're going to have uh, lots of things there. Uh, there'll be some people selling stuff. We'll be there with our books, and of course, people will be there selling T-shirts and drinks and who knows what else. And lots of bands. Ten bands. I mean, how can you miss that? I mean, that's going to be great. <laughs> so where's the location is there, is there, is there an address? it's in a, it's in as connecticut Ansonia, connecticut yeah um it's it's a big park in Ansonia. it's it's i don't i'm not even sure exactly where it is please forgive me charles can give us much more information and one day i will attend myself because i've never been you're, to you're on the wrong coast you know that's your problem <laughs> yeah I've been to Massachusetts. That's the closest, but I've never been to Connecticut. Okay. Um, in any and case, I, I lived in Boston for many years, so Connecticut wasn't that far away. Now it's more of a trip. So, yeah, I used to live in New York, and Connecticut was was like a hop and skip and a jump. But now it's a big hop, skip and a jump where I am now. Mm-hmm. So right. we'll be there. Um, I'm going to be um, selling my Beatles book across the universe. Mm-hmm. That's a book about where we, we got a whole bunch of famous science fiction authors to write stories. What if the Beatles were? What if the Beatles were wizards or or what if they had never met or, you know, what happens if they hadn't been successful? We took the what if and there's a lot of really great stories and it's gotten some great reviews and I'm really proud of it. And I'll also be selling my monkeys books mm-hmm. as will can, as will Fred. Can you name a few, can you name a few of the writers that helped participate in that book? Sure. We got Spider Robinson. Um, Gregory Benford, David Gerald. David Gerald was the guy who wrote The Trouble with Tribbles from Star Wars. Oh, wow. Everyone cool knows that, that one. <laughs> Alan Steele, Pat Cadigan, Lawrence Watt Evans, Jody Lynn Nye, Gregory Frost, Cat Rambo, Keith DiCandido, Gail Martin. I mean, these are all, if you read enough science fiction, those names should be familiar to you. And many more. And Fred, what are you uh, exhibiting? What are you bringing? Are you bringing I'll, be bringing? I'll be bringing my two monkey books. My first one, A Little Bit Me, A Little Bit You, The Monkey's. From a fan's perspective, my stories and other fan stories about a you know um, monkey fans uh, fandom, uh, my experiences with the guys working with Davey on his books and things like that, and then the most current book is a little bit me, a little bit you too, uh, the monkeys from international fan perspectives, which is not only my stories but also stories from fans from around the world, from Japan, Australia. Uh, from Latin America, England, all over. And there's some really, really fun stories in here too, which I think everybody's gonna enjoy. Uh, also I have interviews here, exclusive interviews with uh, Valerie Ven- uh, Carries Venet, uh, famous actress who's been with the monkeys and on shows like Batman and things like that. And also an exclusive interview with Dino Covis of the New Monkeys, uh, talking about his experiences with the New Monkeys so, uh, and also the, uh, the um, staff of the Zilch podcast, Monkey's podcast, were interviewed, uh, were interviewed for this book too. So a lot of, a lot of great stories in here. I think you got, everybody's going to enjoy them. Plus, I will be bringing my uh, monkey-themed Christmas CD, A Little Bit Christmas. These are, monkeys, these are Christmas songs done in the monkey style. I did this before the monkeys did their own Christmas album. <laughs> so, and Mark has a copy. He likes it. So Those I'm bringing good. copies of this, too. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not Christmas, it's a good thing to get now. And well, it'll be, Christ- <laughs> it'll be Christmas again. It'll yep. be Christmas in July. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, of course, I'll have the books that Mark and I wrote. Um, 
Good Times, the Monkey's Book, where we go into every single song and headquarters, which for some reason I forgot to bring over here. I have um, mine, but it's in the case right. back there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we, we've done, oh, here comes Charles. Hey, look, it's Charles. Uh, so Rose we'll have all our books there. We'll be glad to talk to anybody about it. But as soon as Charles comes in. But we'll I got that. Hey, headquarters. Here's the headquarters book. Thanks. Okay. I'll be bringing my copies for you to sign, Mike. Excellent. I'll bring yours to sign in, in exchange. This will be the first there time Brett and I have seen each other in person. Exactly. I'm also bringing all my novels. Just, just, okay. just to mention. So you can discuss those. But those are novels. <laughs> Charles F. Rosen. It was Charles Rosen. And there, there he is. is. Yay! <laughs> so, Charles, now that you're here. <laughs> Yeah, we've just been talking about books, and we haven't really said much about the festival, so it's your chance to fill in the blanks. Yeah. How did you get this underway so fast? Can oh, you hear we can't hear it. Oh, oh, that's not good. We'll have to do it in sign language. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. In any case, we'll, we'll keep talking. Let's keep ad-libbing. Come on. Um, yeah, Charles, uh, so Charles uh, is, is the one who sponsored this. He also did the Peter Tork Festival that I went to last year or two years ago, I guess now, year and a half ago, whatever, right before the virus hit. Um, that was a great, great, fun experience. Yeah. And I expect this one to be great too. I just hope we get good weather. It's not as hot as it's been and it's not going to rain and hopefully we'll have a nice day for it. Yeah. I have no yep. audio. I can't hear them. No, oh, I, I can hear you. We can hear you. We can hear you. Help, please. <laughs> We can hear you fine. We can't see it now, but we did. Yeah, he's, still trying to figure, he's trying to figure it out. We've got a lot of editing to do on there this show. Yeah, no, can you edit this? I don't know. I can edit it, but, you know, it's fun. Anyway, <laughs> I can make it to two pieces. We hear you. We hear you fine. Yeah, keep talking. Our next you segment fine. is <laughs> our top story. Story for tonight. <laughs> Oh my gosh, um, Charles! I hear you because yay. I I see your mic moving. I see that the camera's on, so you can talk. Even we can if you hear you. Talk. If you want to talk, we'll hear you. Yeah, we can maybe, hear you. Maybe I just want to be Marcel Marceau. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I hear you fine. Maybe so. I was trying trying a new character out today. Clever, clever. No, so Marlene. I. Marlene. I just couldn't hear anybody because the volume was off and I didn't know how to turn it on. Hi, hi, fellow authors. How are you? Hi. <laughs> all right. So now we're all here. We can start the show over. <laughs> all the book covers out of the way. Yeah. We're yeah we've already talked about the book. So now you got to tell us about the festival. Yeah. What, what are yeah. They, where are they taking these books to sell? These fine uh, books that they've shown. Yeah. Why am I bringing these? Yeah. <laughs> Charles, have the book. Bringing them to Nolan Field in Ansonia, Connecticut, for the Fab Four Music Festival on Sunday, on Saturday, July tenth, <laughs> and it's all I've been talking about. And I'm like, wow, I've almost almost forgotten where and when. Uh, it's a, a week from Saturday, depending on when this airs, um, and it's uh, ten, you know, ten great bands, one beautiful day, uh, and and some cool authors who are joining us. I think they're all here except for a guy by the name of Paul Ferrante, who wrote a book, uh, 500 Miles to Memphis, about the Beatles, and Tony Ranzoni, who's written some cool rock and roll books uh, about Connecticut rock and roll. So he's more of a, a regional reason that he's there. Um, but you guys are there because it's Beatles and monkeys, and we've got nine Beatle bands and one monkeys band. So it's going to be bad fun for all. Uh, are you expecting the bands to only play Beatles music or, or, or will they do anything else, do you think? Um, so that's a good question. Um, what we do before the show is I get everyone's set lists. And the first thing I do is weed through them and make sure that no one's repeating any songs. That's great. Because, really <laughs> you know, 10 bands, you're there from noon to 8 o'clock at night. The bands are on for 30 minutes, uh, quick sets, 30 minutes, and then 15 minutes off for the – uh, change of, of stage, bring on the next band. And you don't want each band to end with Twist and Shout or, <laughs> or to you know, say, oh, this here's our showcase song we're going to all do, uh, come together or while my guitar gently weeps. You know, you can't have that. So each band has to do different material. Number, one. Number two, most of them have their um, 
you know, the stuff that they love to do. Uh, the Black Ties, you know, high energy, young band. They're going to deck a song, a cavern song, a lot of young stuff. The um, One Sweet Dream, for example, all McCartney music. So solo music, band music. It's all, you know, all Paul stuff. Uh, another band, uh, uh, Beatles, uh, uh, Britain's Best, New Jersey, are one of the two suits and boots bands i always use that expression the ones that wear the wigs they wear the jackets you know the ties and they got the shoes and they try to look the most like them and uh, them and the hoffners are the two dress-up bands the hoffners are the headliners and both of them will be doing you know classic stuff uh, a lot of b cuts there's some bands who do rock and more hard rock and versions of beetle things the navels have a female lead singer so that adds a twist to that and um and number nine does the B, the B, B sides and deeper cuts. So if you're, you know, a diehard fan, you're going to get the eclectic, you're going to get the stuff that you don't hear every day and don't, you know, hear when you see most typical Beatle bands. And if you're, you know, just a casual fan and you want to hear the hits, well, guess what? You're going to hear those all as well. Cool. Very good. Sounds good. Plus you'll have one band that will not be doing Beatles. That's Zilch. Yes. <laughs> the man with the monkey's drum head behind him uh, brings that out. And that's a great example. So every year, you know, we always would throw in a little curveball. You know, uh, we had a group called Black Rabbit who did Beatles stuff. And, you know, when you, when you heard them, they were amazing. When you looked at them, you were a bit surprised. Uh, we had a, a group that did Who Stuff and Kinks and British Invasion, which one of the bands do uh, this year, too, along with Beatles. They'll be doing uh, Mersey and, and British Invasion stuff. But we thought, you know, let's... Uh, when we had uh, at, at a past venue where there were two stages, an indoor and an outdoor stage, and we were able to do 20 bands, I thought, well, let's throw in, you know, my other favorite band, and of course, it would be Monkeys, uh, to, to, to just, you know, mix it up a little, see what the reaction was. And the reaction was incredible. There were probably more people outdoor <laughs> on the little stage than there were for that particular band inside watching the band, uh, the Beatles band. So I said, you know what, this year, even though um, it's only one stage and it's 10 bands instead of 20 we're going to go with the zilch again because they were so great at the peter tork memorial convention yeah. where michael you were there and you remember and they're so great um you know when they play out at been at our conventions and festivals before so they deserved it they're good enough and you know what um as as plastic ep always says uh usually beetle fans are monkey fans and monkey fans are beetle fans so it it, it mixes it up right around three o'clock in the afternoon People want to take a break from the monkey from the Beatles. They're gonna hear monkeys, and if and if they want to walk around and visit the vendors, that that's a good time to visit all our authors, or visit our food trucks, or visit our other special guests. We consider our authors all special guests, of course, but we also have one special guest who's maybe the special guest of honor, and he's somebody who uh, recorded on the Apple label for the Beatles. George and were enamored by the title of his song by the outrageousness of the song and anything called you know the king of fuck they had to release it so Bruce Bruce will be there uh his name his real name is Stephen Friedland he used to be a member of the tokens wrote a bunch of songs for the people like Peggy March and uh, the chiffons and the circle and of course, the connection of the tokens with the monkeys is they wrote laugh. Right. Ah. Yes. <laughs> and then when I asked Jay Siegel about that, who's the lead vocalist, the wee, 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 he barely remembered that. But he yeah. said, oh, <laughs> I barely remember it. It's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. So Brute Force will be there. He'll be performing his infamous, notorious King of Fa. And it better be effing great and he's <laughs> he's also going to be at his table signing autographs meeting fans taking pictures and he's re-released it on a 45 on the ace label so he'll have that available uh you know for people to get autographed and and sign and bring home will you guys are you going to be able to uh, also sign and autograph your book so fans of can of course of course yes definitely so a definitely. fan should come uh not just because they want to hear all this great music. They want to come and bring home some great souvenirs that can be inscribed to them personally. You know, they can get Brute Forces 45. They can get one or both of Fred's monkey books. They can get a, 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 a plethora of Michael <laughs> Trella books, right? 
Yes. Totoro. Yeah, a bunch. There we go. <laughs> I'll bring them all, even though some of them aren't clearly. Get that Constitution you know, book. Even, <laughs> even the Constitution and, and book. Mark yes. Arnold will be represented at the convention. Even I will. Right? No author, even though I'm on the West Coast. But yes, I'm presenting this today as a, an advanced promotion. I do have a, a question for you, Charles. Yeah. How hard was it? after so long with this pandemic and everybody everything to get everybody together to do this brand new show the bands couldn't be more they jumped on it um the, the question was not how finding the 10 bands it was telling the 10 more bands or 15 more bands already been filled you know have having not performed for 14 months uh i i'm a dj i wasn't out doing parties for all those months uh i wasn't booking bands i wasn't doing any of the tours so for me this was like oh please just be life be normal or as close to normal as possible we're planning it far enough in advance it'll be the summer but we also had in mind it's got to be outdoors you know giant field a football field where people can uh six foot social distance they have to you know fortunately they're not going to have to wear masks outside but this was there's a bigger plan and we thought you know worst case scenarios everyone will be able to spread out and hopefully all the bands will be able to perform and it's going you know so beautifully thank god and and um you know you always worry are there people who still won't go out because they're afraid or worried or you know safety concerns and that's been balanced by that many people who are so hungry and starving for live music and for a great event that there's so many more that are coming than are staying home afraid. Yeah. And that's yeah. happening everywhere here in Oregon. They just literally today, they just uh, ended the mask mandate and stuff like that. And there's a couple conventions coming up in the next couple months. Sold out. All gone. <laughs> when are you going to be taking off your mask, Mark? <laughs> Ah. Sorry, sorry. It was uh, it was Charlene. She texted me to say that. She should have known. Should have known. I would she never, I would never say such a thing. Well, I'm, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to this because this is my first major outing since the the book my my second book came out. And also, uh, besides the pandemic last year, there was my own health issues I had to deal with. And fortunately, I'm feeling well enough that I can do this. I'm in. I'm so looking forward to seeing the fans. It's been too long. It's been way too long. I wanted to be at the Peter Tork Memorial Convention last year. Couldn't do it. But this year, I'm I'm trying to stop me this time. Trying there, to stop. There was the Beatles convention that they do every year, the Beatle Fest in, in New Jersey. And we had a table there right when our book was coming out. So now I've got boxes of books that we were planning to bring to that that my publisher brought over to me last week and say, take them there. Maybe you can sell them all. We'll see if I can sell them all. I'd be happy if I could. Oh, hopefully, you know, if, if not, yeah. it's not like they're going to go to waste and you're going to leave them over. They'll always sell in the future and there'll be more festivals exactly. and fests and, and events. Yeah. I'm hoping to go to the Beatle Fest when they finally bring it back to New Jersey again. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. I, I think people yeah, will. I've, I've always enjoyed it in the past, but I've never been a vendor at it. I've just been a participant. And one of the things I love about the Beatle Fest is just sitting and listening to the music, you know? And that's why I'm going to be so happy to go to this. Me too. Me too. I'm, looking, I'm so looking forward yeah. to this. Hey, Charles. <laughs> for many years, I did those type of festivals um, and still would, you know, if, if there was a city that wanted it. But we're talking about, you know, in the starting from the late 70s right on through, you know, the late 90s. Uh, Connecticut, Boston, uh, Cleveland, uh, upstate New York, Seattle, I mean, Miami, endless places, including Tokyo and places overseas. I did these type of conventions and had similar guests and had that one band that would play maybe an opening act or two, but it would be, you know, a Beatlemania, the cast or 1964, you know, a headline. And we sort of transitioned away from that. In those days, we had 50 or 100 vendors. You know, in those days, it was not one guest. It was Cynthia Lennon and May Pang and Angie McCartney and Joey right. and Cousin Brucey. And, you know, it would be a whole, you know, laundry list of guests. Here, it's very, it's a very different concept. It's all about the music. Right. A la Abbey Road on the River or um, the, the Liverpool Beatles festivals where it's a hundred bands from, you know, a hundred different countries all coming together to be, you know, part of a celebration. Um, this is the only outdoor festival of its kind for Beatle fans on the East coast. Um, and it's 
different than a convention in that the there's going to be vendors of course we have four authors we have you know five six whatever vendors merch stuff but that's not the emphasis it's not the emphasis on the commercialism the emphasis i always used to say they say what is it about the beatles and i'd say it's the three m's it's the magic which is the x factor which you can't put your finger on and whatever that case may be it's the memories the nostalgia factor, you know, the, 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 for the fans who lived through it and the parents and grandparents who passed it on generations. But the utmost, the, the, the uberalis was the music, the three M's, magic, memories, and music. And the music is the above all. And it's the <laughs> reason we are all talking about it. It's the reason it's still alive, you know, going on 60 years later. And, you know, sometimes you, you hear a song on the radio and it's so rare to hear Beatles music on the radio, but if you do, it just pops out. It's 3D. It's beyond that little, you know, radio or boombox or wherever you're in the car. And when you hear it live, you know, it's just such a special feeling. Not only if the band is playing it, you know, note for note, as some of the bands do, but if they're doing their little take on it, you know, if they're if they're rocking it up a little, or they're going, you know, a little, you know, a punked up version of it, whatever the case may be, you know, there's nothing like hearing live music, and you know, hearing the Beatles music live just adds another dimension. Other than, other than, I have a quick question. Other than uh, all the bands should be playing different songs. Yeah. Do you have any other restrictions or anybody can play it in any style they want? Well, I have a new restriction for this show. I want, when you guys ask me something, can you all, th all three ask at the same time? Don't okay. be polite. Uh, okay. Yeah, of course we yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, okay, that's of course, you know, I'll ask him. No, the only other restriction is that they're, they stick to the 30 minutes because if there's a band that I can't, you know, pull off the stage and they're going on 40 minutes and then the next band needs that 50 minutes to up. that changes the whole night and you know for an event that we want to end at eight um, because there's an after party at nine uh not far away in a club michael i didn't tell you about that but you are invited um fred you're fred you're not invited. Um, no I, I never get to go anywhere I'm <laughs> wait who's staying over at the hotel fred you are I yes i am towards michael Ah, not, so the same, not together. Not together. Not together. I'm bringing the wife. Is Linda, uh, yeah, I was going to say, is Linda coming? In? Is yes, she is. is. Yes, she is. The lovely my Linda. wife. My wife is not because of her health issues. Um, but yes, I'm hoping. She doing maybe, maybe I'll stay a second night. I'm not sure. Um, so Your we'll wife see. Is if there's a good party. Well. Maybe I will. Wishing her well. Yeah, there's an after party. Uh, so we. What I was getting. What I was getting at was that it could go on later, but a. Um, it's a daytime show. It's still that festival and the warmth under the sun. Uh, if it did go that late, there would be no lights and it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be the same. Um, and the other reason, it's just not fair to other bands. So they're all good about it. I, I checked their playlist. It's all pretty close to the, you know, close to the cuff. Um, some of them are doing 25 minutes plus an encore. Some are doing 30 minutes right on the nose. And some, you know, I had to say, well, hey guys, you know, you're doing 30 minutes. That's great. But you've got 44 songs. It's not possible. Let's start her bones. Starts on 45. <laughs> um, yes, I will remember things we said today. <laughs> we call the headline band, the Hoffners who've been at every show and have been, you know, the closing band for every show. Uh, they, they can go a few minutes longer depending on how everything has fallen, but they tend not to because they're mm -hmm. a, a meet and greet band. When it's over, they take photos with the fans who are sticking around and all that. And it's amazing how many fans actually will come at noon. Some come at 11 because there's an early bird, you know, option uh, and they want to, you know, bring their lawn chairs or their blankets up front and they want to be in the closest spot or they want to visit their vendors right off the bat before anyone else does, or the food trucks. We can't forget that there's going to be a, a nice, you know, array of different food, food truck options. Um, but the people, you know, stay sometimes till eight o'clock and, you know, they, they make a day of it and it's great. You know, it's not Woodstock where you're going to be splashed around the mud and, you know, worried about <laughs> the safety of no, things. Having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Event, a friendly event been doing it forever half the people come from year to year so we all you know we all know each other it's a reunion of sorts and the ones that you know are first timers are just having 
at the greatest time. And I loved, you know, I think I alluded to earlier, the fact that it's, you know, first generation fans. And, you know, when I used to do these conventions early on, I'd say, oh, I love it. I'm helping keep in the spirit of the Beatles music alive because parents are bringing their kids. Well, guess where we are now? It's grandparents <laughs> bringing their kids who've got kids of their own. So it's, I love the three generation thing when you look out there and you just know it. You just know that it's the, that, 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 um, three generation family. And it's, 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 it's great. It makes it, you know, makes you, me as a pr promoter of this happy to see that. Yes, I like to queen my rocker and rock out. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm Charles, what do you do during these shows? I mean, obviously Michael and uh, Fred will be probably roaming around a little bit selling their books. What do you do? Just fret? Or do you sit there with the time saying 30 minutes? Or what are you doing during the show? <laughs> Usually I have a stage manager who's doing that. And hopefully uh, he'll be with us to do it this year as well. Um, what I what I'm doing is um, I do some of the emceeing. Of course, I'm running around to make sure that the vendors are happy, the food trucks are happy, the fans are happy, the front the front gate is all secured and all that and people aren't, you know, finding ways to sneak in all that good stuff. Um, so I try to emcee as much as possible because I like my personality to be on the stage and, you know, the, the, how can people resist this face? It, it adds to the whole ambiance of the show. But our friend Ken Michaels, uh, you know, who's yeah, a fellow podcaster and, you know, Beatles DJ and all that good stuff, uh, who's been doing it forever. And he's been doing <laughs> festivals forever as well. So he does most of the intros and most of the onstage stuff when I can't. But you'll see me in one spot, you know, talking to a band member. And then like within seconds, I'll be uh, 150 feet on the other side of the uh, of the yard taking care of, you know, someone who had tickets or for whatever reason, could whatever the situation is, I'm all over the place. Yeah. Cool. What kind of crowd do you usually get? How many um, people? That varies from a show to show. Weather is a big factor. And this is, and this whole, you know, uh, post COVID is, is another big factor. You know, we've sold more advanced tickets than we've ever have. Um, outdoor fest, unlike a convention, which sells, you know, thousand tickets in advance. And then the walk up, you know, you hope it goes five, you hope it matches it. The festivals get 20 tickets in advance and then a thousand people show up at the door. They, they, <laughs> They're waiting to see how the weather is. We've sold over 300 tickets, which is, for me, uh, wow. I've never had that before. So that's a great sign. Mm -hmm. And most of our promotion, we save for the last two weeks. So, you know, I'll be doing tons of interviews. We'll be doing the Facebook uh, uh, campaigns, all the stuff that we normally do, radio, uh, television, newspaper articles for that last week push. <clears throat> and, you know, we can promote forever. Um, but if somebody says, no, I'm going to wait and see how the weather is, there's no way they're going to get that ticket. Even if it's a few bucks more at the door, they're going to wait and see. And that's the majority. But have in answer to your question, uh, the show averages about a thousand people. You know, we've never surpassed 1200 on it and never had le less than 800. One year we did um, two dates. We thought, you know what, Let, we got, let's get 20 bands. We'll do two days of it. Uh, instead of getting a thousand day, we'll get two thousand. Well, guess what? We got six hundred each day. It's still even more. Wow. Yeah. Still, you know the double amount. So we went back to the one day. Uh, I'm definitely well, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be all. Uh, What's going on here? <laughs> it's all going to be family friendly. I'm sure. Very family friendly. You know, there'll be hopefully a, a face painter there, a hula hooper there. You know, there'll be a lot of stuff for the kids to do. But, you know, you look out in the crowd and you, and you just see the kids just dancing around to Yellow Submarine and all the songs that are played. And they're having a heck of a time. You know, they're getting ice cream and kettle corn from the vendors. You know, they're going up and tugging, Daddy, can I have Fred Velez's book? And they <laughs> Yes, Daddy. Buy the book for your kid. You want Ventrella's book. You don't want that. No, Daddy, Daddy. Really, Fred Velez is prettier. I want that one. No, you want Michael Ventrella's. It's much better written. No, Daddy. So, you know, the kids are Look, the monkey's Christmas. The Constitution book. That's it. Yeah, everyone's going to come to buy that. You know it. You know, I'm brokenhearted because... Uh, as, as you guys know, I've been working on a book for a, a long time now, and it was supposed to be ready. And my launch dates were going to be uh, for the Beatle fans, because there's six 
chapters, Beatle chapters, was going to be this event. Mm -hmm. And I was, I, normally I sell tons of merch and, and you know, uh, records and I, I set up, you know, tons of tables to sell stuff. And I prepared zero, hoping that I would have nothing but my book there. And that in between bands, I'd go over and sign a few copies and all that. And then I have this paranormal convention, July 24th and 25th in Connecticut, which is Connecticut's first ever paranormal convention. And the book is more horror themed. So that's ideal for that. It, these two events is, was supposed to be the kickoff and it doesn't look like it's going to be ready for them. So I, I'm, you know, I'm glad you guys will have product. You'll have the actual books because to be an author and to not have a book at an event is, is kind of heartbreaking, but <laughs> I'll have it in future shows, you know? I guess you could do advanced sales or something like that. So <laughs> right. I, I tried anybody else... I did try to that I had a book that was coming out and it didn't make the convention. And all we had was the, the, the review copies that I was not allowed to sell. And I could say, it's going to look like this. Do you want to order it? And nobody did, you know, <laughs> uh, they want the item they wanted signed. What were you going to yeah. say? For, I'm sorry. Well, um, if anybody has our books in advance, we'll definitely sign them if they, if they bring them with them. Well, I'll um, sign anything. You, you give me part of your body, I'll sign it. That's not a problem. They have, to, they have to buy a separate one to get it signed. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> they already bought it. <laughs> should, should we mention any discounts for saying plastic EP or something like that? Yes. If you mention plastic EP, we'll say it's a ripper. <laughs> Plastic IP. It's a whole new uh, stock thing. Uh, Velez, shouldn't yes. I be on the table? Because it'll be really rarer if fans get my signature and yours in a book where I wrote the forward. Right? Right? I just thought yes. of that. And also you wrote uh, your excerpt on the back cover as well. Which I didn't even know till I got till I saw the book. Thank you for that. That was very cool. Sure. Um, if you want to sign it too, that's great. Good uh, idea. More to marry. <laughs> you know what I think we should do? You know how the monkeys were asked, "Well, do you play your instrument, your own instruments?" And you know, Mickey would go, "No, I play Mike's guitar." And Dave would. Say, no. <laughs> so I think you should sign each other's books and really use people. <laughs> No yeah, marks. No marks. I'll sign Mike's book. <laughs> I'll, I'll forge Mark's signature. So it's look. It's already got Mark signed it. See now you get both of our signatures. No one will ever know. They'll never know. You kids, you can either get this monkey's Christmas CD or this monkey's Christmas CD. <laughs> Mine was first. Oh, I have a question for you, Charles, about all the bands based on this. Are you yeah. going, since you're having a monkeys band, are you going to have like a battle of the bands at any point with monkeys versus Beatles? Never. 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 Oh, okay. Never. <laughs> not in competition. No. <laughs> when we started doing this, I had a few bands that were like, um, listen, can we get this time slot? Can we um, be the only ones who dread? Uh, why? Well, it's a competition, isn't it? And I go, no, it's not a battle of the bands. <laughs> camaraderie here. You know, I want you there before the next band goes on rooting them on because they're going to stay after you're on to, you know to to do the same uh so just the opposite you know it's all family and you know that's one of the reasons why you know they're not competing by all playing similar songs right. you know we can have 10 bands all doing um pepper <laughs> and then it would be you know about who sounds better or who can change it the most that would be interesting but no nah, this is this is the same way it's family friendly it's also um band friendly each band you know supports the the, the band before it and after it and some of them come at right early in the morning and stay through all the other bands some have to well, ask me can we go on early because we have a gig at night somewhere else but they don't want to miss the event you know so that's pretty cool um We've got, and also a wide variance of ages. You know, some of the bands, some of the guys have been doing it forever. They're like the veteran Beatle guys, you know, who've, uh, who, if they take off the makeup and wigs, you, you'd never recognize them. Mm -hmm. But when you go, you know, 50 feet back, they look just like them. Uh, and then there's the others who are more um, comparable to the Fab Faux, who try to sound great and 
don't even care about the look. You know, number nine, uh, they're not a four piece. There's, they're, they're, I think they're originally nine members, which is why they were number nine as the first name. I don't know if there's still that many. They're the only got band I think where the, the stage plot varies greatly. The stage plot is, you know, the, the, the three mics in the front for guitars the drums and a keyboard on the side. And whether you're a four piece or five piece, that's pretty much, you know, what you're going to use. That's pretty much your, your, your standard. But then there's one or two who always mix that up just a bit. And we've got our sound man and he's a genius. It's Joe Lissio from Harvest Sound. Um, and um, something. <coughs> But why do I mention him? Because he's keeping them on their toes. He's making them all sound great. And he provides, um, pretty much what's called the back line which is everything but the but the instruments he does the sound he does the drums he does the amps you know the even the drum riser and a harvest woods audio uh we'll give him a plug and i'll actually share this with him so he'll think that i do that on every interview right <laughs> does anybody have anything else to say i mean i'll have everyone give one more plug but is there anything else to say before we go well i hope I will, I will say a person's name and they have to ask me a question. Starting with Fred Velez. Yes, sir. Ask me a question. Okay, Charles. Um, uh, besides... Uh, Mike Ventrella, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you organize the bands, do you take into consideration their different styles so they're not too many bands that are similar to each other or is it just randomly how they get in order? Very good question. So this is, this is an intelligent man asking questions. Um, I wouldn't take 10 bands who all dressed and did early Beatles, for example. I wouldn't take 10 bands who I saw were club versions of Beatle bands. And, and we have one or two of those and they're great because they rock a little harder. They um, do this stuff maybe a hair faster so it's more danceable. There's a very big difference between a Beatles band that plays clubs and Beatle bands that play concerts. And if I in fact had bands that were very similar in nature, they're spread apart. They would never be one after the other if they were similar. And I guess the only reason the Hoffners and Britain's uh, best New Jersey are similar is because they both dress up. But otherwise, you know, they're very, very different. The stuff they're doing is different. But uh, as I think about the, you know, the list of the bands and the acts we have, even the Monkees, you know, band mixes it up. And the fact that Brute Force is doing his thing in between, that mixes it up too. I don't think there's anyone who ever sit there and would say, oh gosh, we're hearing the same thing. No one would ever say that. And we can give Fred another chance. God, Fred. You, 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 okay, you um, besides Brute Force, was there anybody, uh, any other special guest you would have liked to have had at this uh, festival? Yes, yes, that's a great question. So um, unlike my conventions where we would have tons of guests, it was one year we had Davy Jones and we'd have, when we had Norm, um, Norm Rossington from A Hard Day's Night and all these people from the BBC, um, it was Brian and it was Bernie and it was Shirley Jones and it was all people who were part of that anthology and all that. And mm -hmm. I always would try to get, I want to get one major guest and a ton of other guests. So like when we had Pete Best, the same year we had Andy White. Another year we had Pete Best, we had Horst Fasher. So I'd always have the headliner plus. For the music festivals, again, I wasn't going for that convention thing. So I would never go for multiple guests. But I try to get that little oddball guest that somehow had six degrees of separation with... Mm. Warren, your your always you know expected guest. So one year we had Carl Green, who was the bass player of Herman's Hermits, and oh. he was second in charge after Peter Noon. If you watch any of the Herman's Hermits movies, he's the second name credited, and he was a great guest. Um, we had Hilton Valentine, who lived in Connecticut and was the lead guitarist of the Animals. So after Eric Burden, uh, you know, maybe in the price, but he was second, he was kind of the second most poor, but he was the, he was the one who gave us that riff in uh, House of the Rising Sun. And uh, he, he should rest in peace, he passed, but he, he was with us. Another one who passed away, who was with us one year was Gary DiCarlo, uh, the lead singer of Steam. Na, 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 na. Hey, yeah. Good friend of mine, lived in Connecticut. His connection was the fact that that song knocked a Beatles song out of the number one slot. So <laughs> dubious distinction, you know, come together <laughs> number one and then uh, na na, hey, hey, kiss and goodbye 
knocked it out. But he was a big Beatle fan. And he said, you're sure the fans won't be upset that, you know, <laughs> no, please. We always guy. <laughs> the last one we had was Gene Cornish of the Rascals. Sure. <laughs> Great guest and definitely Beatle connections with Sid Bernstein and with Shea Stadium and all that. Um, but this year, uh, my first go-tos were Billy J. Kramer, who couldn't do it, and Ronnie Spector, who lives in Connecticut, who couldn't, who couldn't do it. And uh, Brute Force, if you're listening, it's not that you're my third choice. It's just that I didn't think of you, and I'm glad I did, because I think you are a novelty, and I think you are going to be a great guest. And does anyone know really my yellow hair matches my shirt? Did anyone notice Perfect. that? Absolutely. <laughs> that was first my thing I thought of. Yeah. Now, when uh, Brute Force performs his song, is that when the kitties have to go to the bathroom or something? No, we're not going to tell the kitties that there's, you know, something <clears throat> R-rated about that song. Because if you don't tell them, they'll never notice it until they go home and they're singing it. But then you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're singing yeah, it in the car on the way home. <laughs> um, Mommy, so I learned a new song today. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear it? <laughs> I do have a question about Brute Force. Is he just singing the one song, or does he have a set of other things that he sings and does as well? He's singing the one song. Okay, that's fine. Fair enough. At least he's singing that one song. I fear, I fear that it gets worse than that one song, so we can't take a chance. Who knows what else he has back there? He's going to be singing exactly. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be fun. Fred me and um, our illustrious host Mark. Do you have any uh, fun ideas for questions for me? I think I'm running <laughs> questions, I guess. Um, I, I just want to kind of wrap it up here just while we're a little more enthusiastic about it. And yeah. we'll just go around. I'll end with you, Charles. Uh, so, Michael, uh, this is your chance to, like, promote your end of what you're doing all over again and what to see and what you're doing there at the convention. Sure. Well, uh, basically, if anyone is interested in any of my books, you can go to michaelaventrella.com or be a friend on Facebook. And if you search Michael Ventrella, you'll find either me or the guy who won the world's biggest loser contest on TV years ago. So if you see Michael A. Ventrella, biggest loser, it's not referring to me. <laughs> and I'll have my books, obviously. And Frank. My turn. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody, it's it's been too long since I've done the festival like this, and I'm look. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I'll be bringing me books. <laughs> so buy me books, folks. And the books are available. Uh, if you not if you don't get them at the fest, uh, they are available. They're both available on Amazon, um, and you get them there both as print books and Kindles. Uh, as for the CD, uh, you can get it from me at the festival. And um, I don't have a website up yet. I plan to have one as soon as possible. But you, if you're on Facebook, you can contact me, a uh, private message on Facebook, and we'll work out. Uh, you can get a copy, a signed copy of the CD from me. Again, it's a little bit Christmas. It's uh, Christmas songs done in the style of the monkeys. And I did this before the monkeys owned Christmas record. So I hope uh, and, uh, Mar Mark had gotten a copy. And he likes it, like I said. So, um, and I, I know everybody else will enjoy it if they, they listen to it. And buy uh, me books. <laughs> All right. And Charles, one of these days, I will come to one of your shows, probably in 2022. I didn't know you were going to do a show so fast. Uh, I just can't get away. I would love to go. So anyway, and take it away. Promote the show one more time. I would love no, I would love for you to come on one of our tours. We do the Beatle tours to London and Liverpool every summer, uh, which, is, which is the big baby that I love to um, promote. Oh, I'd love to go to one. Yeah, it's the ultimate, you know, people, you just all the things you've ever read about in books, seen on postcards, heard in the songs, uh, comes to life on our tours. And we do it every August during Beatle week. Um, so 2022 is going to be the next ones. And that's www.liverpooltours.com. Um, before I give the plug, I want to thank you, Mark, for doing the special show for this. Um, you know, I've been your co-host on a lot of programs. And we have a lot of fun, you know, interviewing other people. But thank you for this was the first time I've been on your show as the guest since we first met. So we're going to talk about the fab. Look at how that works. Fab. Four. Yeah, beautiful. Festival. Fred, don't talk. You, you take the screen away from me. Uh, it's July. <laughs> <laughs> Is it backwards? 
it's back. No, it's, it's no, it looks, looks fine to us. Looks fine to us. Festival, July 10, 2021. 10 big bands, one beautiful day. Nolan Field, Sonia, Connecticut. And Sonia, not in, 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 it's not in Insomnia. Insomnia. Insomnia, Connecticut. <laughs> it's near people who know the East Coast. It's near New Haven. It's not far from Yale. It's near Fairfield County. It's considered the Valley. Let me see if my mouth can go under this. And it's www.fab4musicfestival.com. The number four tickets are only $19.99 in advance. It's worth it. You're paying two bucks a band uh, for an all-day great event. A little more at the door, a little more if you want to do VIP. Do VIP, it's better. And um, you'll get to see me, and you get to see Fred, and you get to see Michael, and all the bands, and all the all the great stuff. And just say hello. If you if you heard it on this show, uh, please, you'll blow us away, and we'll be, it'll be a miracle. And we'll say hello, and we'll say hi, and then we'll give Mark our regards as well. Very good. All right, I want to thank you all three for being my special guests on today's Fun Ideas podcast and hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening and thank you, Michael A. Ventrella, Fred Velez, and Charles F. Rosney for being my special guests. Remember, you can always watch the video version of this episode on YouTube. Episode number 125 will be coming soon. If you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast, please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com. Become a patron of Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions. If everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas Podcast is provided courtesy of Danny Salazzi of the characters and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas Podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2021 Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you and good night.